Hey there! Thank you for tuning in to Trans Planar RPG! We are an all-transgender, people-of-color-led, 100% homebrew, Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition livestreamed actual play campaign set in an original, non-colonial, anti-orientalist world. I am your Game Master, Connie, my pronouns are they, he, and she, and this is my cast. My name is C, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Okahaye, an Asamar blood hunter slash monster hunting expert. I'm Erica, and I play V. Nocturzo, your lovable elf sorcerer slash charlatan with draconic ancestry. My name is Lyra, and I use they-she pronouns. I play Manaya Wairua, a half-orc fighter with a sailing background. I'm Max, my pronouns are they-them, and I play Dewey Quirk, an Aarakoko artificer and researcher on the run from his former employers at the Ohanahi Research Laboratory. You can support Transplaner RPG by pledging to our Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res assets, and much, much more. As a heads up, this podcast is stitched together from the video of our Twitch streams. I promise the audio quality improves as we upgrade our gear, and I'm so excited for you to listen to this campaign. You can also support us by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps immensely with getting new listeners to find us. So, with that out of the way, here are the content warnings for this episode. Content warnings include fantasy violence, gore, blood and bloodletting, vivid descriptions of battle, magically induced violence and loss of agency, death, classism and poverty, mentions of social unrest and madness. Arc 1, Episode 8 Destruction danced slapdash and unashamed From names we sing in sleep and anger By Ahmad Jamal Johnson You never knew water could burn Until you touched the ocean The horizon has a way of collapsing time Like a sail in a squall Until tomorrow becomes yesterday And today you become a girl Sleeping in a crate at the end of a dock Because being alone is less lonely Than being with people Your body is an axe That remembers every tree it kills Your body is a life raft Your body is beautiful when you laugh And your father's voice falls out Like a butterfly in a book Drowning never seemed like such a bad way to go, enveloped in something that loves you. Believe me, I love you. You never knew water could burn until you wept into an open wound. Grief is sour all the way down. The sun will rise even if your shadow is still stuck in yesterday. Your body is an axe that remembers every tree it spares. You're dreaming. The sky is a terror of blood and sundered stars. Your friends are dead or dying. It's just the eight of you left. It stands in front of you, taller than the world, the eyes on its wings pouring black tears onto the ground that explode into a thousand different monsters. One of you shouts, and the sky trembles with fire and stone as meteors crash onto the earth. Another one of you charges wordlessly into the chaos, claws swinging, killing so quickly that your enemies are dead before their bodies even hit the ground. Still another one of you falls to their knees, whispering a prayer, causing black light to swarm the battlefield and restore breath into the lungs of the dying. 
and still, it is not enough. The eight of you will die today at the unfathomable feet of this stranger, and not even your gods can save you. This is your destiny. You wake up, all four of you at once. It's like you're a marionette being pulled awake by your puppet master. You feel sick, clammy, disoriented. You look around and the dream begins to fade. Within moments, you'll be unable to recall anything but the vaguest details. Oka, this situation might be particularly perplexing for you, for reasons I'm sure you're already aware of. What do the four of you do? Where are we exactly? So as you look around, Oka, you feel your neck kind of aching and your the rest, all of your bodies are sort of aching actually from spending the night in such rough, cramped quarters. The four of you are squeezed into kind of a double bunk bed situation. Each one is barely large enough to fit a child, much less four full grown adults. So Manaya, you have had a really awful time sleeping. You are in miners, the miners bunk, bunk quarters. Uh, the one upside, however, to the situation is the smell of breakfast. Fried fish sizzling through an open window. V kind of grumbles something about, like, I could have gotten us in a five-star hotel, and this is what we do. This is where <laughs> we sleep. What is going on now? Uh, I don't... Uh, it's like I'm 19 again. Whew, okay. <clears throat> okay, kind of, like, dust themselves off a little bit, and they stand up, crack their neck, looking a little anxiously around the room, and they just kind of like nod tersely at their companions before just starting to make for the door. Manaya shakes her head, slaps her face, gets up and follows suit. Yeah, V's gonna, is kind of, in, not admiring, is that's not the right word, but just sort of uh, taking stock of her fine clothes that now look like they've been through a massive fire and ice battle. Uh, she tries to make herself look as well put together as possible, but she looks a little rough with the clothes and goes to join everyone at she assumes to be breakfast. Great. And Dewey, you're also following? Great. Uh, so the four of you get your bodies together. Are any of you acknowledging the fact that you all woke up at exactly the same time? It's a weird coincidence. But I've been in on enough ships where the same way wakes up mm -hmm. enough everyone at the same time or whatever. I actually really like that touch. Why don't you have a uh, inspiration for that, Devin? Thank you. V may have noticed it, but uh, doesn't want to say anything at this point about it. Okay. Oka, do we? Oka's having a panic about multiple things, so that's not the most pressing. Understood. Great. And Dewey? Dewey's first thoughts are immediately to the sword he like goes and makes sure it's still under the bed where he left it sure is uh as he, or did you leave it in its sheath yeah okay you don't hear anything in your head uh the four of you leave this room and as you step outside the smell of fried fish uh greets you even stronger and you see sort of like a little camp campfire has been set up outside it seems like they a lot of the miners do their cooking outdoors um probably because they don't have amenities indoors uh, and you also do notice that there are some shacks for like privies that are basically just holes in the ground that connect to the sewer system that runs underneath the entire city you walk outside and see mama fish who is this orca like triton woman 
woman frying fish. And she's surrounded by other kind of grubby looking miners. One of them is actually like a human child. She can't be older than 13. And she's like sitting, like chomping, chomping on fish and spitting out the bones. You met this girl, you know her as Ibia last night when you spoke with Mama Fish and some of the other miners that she introduced you to. Uh, so as the four of you walk toward Mama Fish, she looks up and says, ah, ah, welcome, yes, come over. We have some delicious breakfast and congee for you this morning. She looks a little unsettled based on the conversation you had with her last night. So let's quickly flash back to last night as the four of you sort of stumbled past the low fence that blockaded Dabathati from the entrance to the Ujval mines, which are at the very back of the capital. You see these holes going all the way up until like the very, very top uh, of the interior of this mountain stronghold that basically suggests entrances into the mines that lurk deeper within the god spine, which is of course the rugged mountain range that Dabathati, the capital, is built into the side of. Uh, there's a system of pulleys, levers, ladders, ropes, and ledges that allows miners to climb up the side of this huge mountain wall and enter the mines, but there's also like ground level entrances. You see mine carts, you see um, tracks, you see pickaxes, shovels, etc. like helmets sort of strewn all over, and mounds of tapped ore, stuff like that. Uh, so last night, you stumbled past the guards, Mama Fish led you to sort of a communal meeting space. Mm -hmm where like a low fire was burning and several miners were sitting around it talking, shooting the breeze. They all sort of stopped talking when Mama Fish approached with the four of you in tow. And she sort of sat you down, gave you like a warm mug of tea, warm mug of coffee, sort of like bolstered your spirits a little. And then she looked at the four of you and said, so Oka, what brings you here? Is it for Ravi? Well, uh, not... <laughs> Not exactly. We're uh, we're here to try to figure out what's going on with Oka gestures vaguely. With everything. Oh, like the stars and the gods disappearing? Because that is that is pretty intense. I'm Just one one step at a time, Mama Fish. Just start with whatever's going on here in the mines, and then move on to bigger and badder mines, I guess. Uh, when you mention what's going on in the mines, you notice, all of you notice, the miners sort of look at each other, and then they regard you with a higher degree of wariness. And the mama fish says, it, it's okay, it's, they're, they're, they're my folk. Well, Oka is anyway, and whoever Oka brings, I'm, I'm sure we can trust. Are you here about the rage did what? Did the did the what Senate you, send What do you here? mean by the raid? Are you here with the government to help? No, uh, no, no, no. But we are here to help. What is the rage? What's what are you talking about? Guess you're not you're not really from here, huh? Uh, says the human girl who in the present is gnawing on fish like a like a little gerblin. But she is sort of sipping at a, a big mug of black coffee, uh, sitting around this campfire with like really dirty oh, face. Throw hands with a 13-year-old. Throw hands with a 13-year-old. Uh. <laughs> uh, this kid says, yeah, I mean, you're clearly not from these parts if you haven't even heard of the rage. Mom Fish, how do you even know I've this dingus? I've been gone for a while, thank you. Yes, this dingus used to work here. Okay, Ibia? They they actually outrank you in terms of seniority when it comes to working in the mines. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So keep that on your head straight, then. What did you call me? Dingus? Dim whatever. You're a dingus. Dingus. 
You're 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 ugly as a rust monster. And they eat yeah, rust. Yeah, too short to even get up to the highest mine shaft. Hey, huh? I'll have you know I'm the best climber here. You think you're cool? Yeah, I'm all cool. Right. Yeah, I'm all sure right. you all are. All right, you two. All right, you two. Ibia uh, stares daggers at you, Oka, and go ahead, Manaya. Mama Fish. Yes. For those of us who have not been here, what is the rage? Uh, she sort of looks around. Uh, people sort of mutter when you say the rage. She says, "We." We don't really like saying it out loud. We're scared it will invite it. Obviously, when the, the cataclysm happened, when the stars went away, there was this huge earthquake thing. We're not really sure what happened. We're, we're still kind of rebuilding in the wake of that. That was what, like two, two months ago at this point? Almost two months ago? I would say, yeah, about a week or so after, well, after Yudabathi stopped answering our prayers, it came for us. I wasn't there for the first wave, but Ibia was. And Ibia sort of is just like sipping at her mug, staring at Oka, says, yeah, I may or may not know what's going on better here than Mama Fish, depending on if you want to put some respect on my name. Uh, and Mama Fish says, Ibia, please. Fine. Basically, we were just mining, right? We were in the mines, we were doing our thing, you know, hitting rocks with Big old pickaxes, shoveling, trying not to make the whole thing collapse. And uh, that was when the people around me, Yelani, Vahita, even Ojal, they started going, I don't know, they started going crazy. They, they suddenly started twitching and convulsing. And I, I have to admit, I felt something come over me as well. Like, I, I just was... I just suddenly, I was just pissed off, you know? Something, there was like a voice in my head telling me to, to kill, telling me to use my axe and just, and she raises her mug of coffee uh, and then slowly lowers it. But I, I was able to shake it off, but the others, they, they went crazy. They started attacking each other. I, I've never seen anything like it using shovels, using pickaxes, hell, even using their teeth their bare hands to strangle each other. A couple of us died that day. And of course, you know, the overseers, the bosses, they came, they heard the commotion, they thought maybe some sort of brawl had broken out. They attacked the overseers, too. That's when they started calling it a riot. We thought maybe it was just like a one-off thing, I don't know, sometimes you get, you know, what's it called, cabin fever? Maybe it was some sort of like dungeon fever or something. But then it happened again few days after. People, again, attacking each other. And the weirdest thing about it was some of us ran away deeper into the mines, into the areas that haven't been documented or explored. Really dangerous areas where if you move a rock the wrong way, the whole system could collapse behind you. Tell them about the strangest thing, Ibia. The strangest thing that happened about three weeks ago. Right, this must have been right before Ravi disappeared. So, Oka, you probably know this, but uh, maybe not, because I'm pretty sure you were a shitty miner uh, when you were mining, but the mines have an end. I didn't see this. Uh, uh, Sabri saw this, and uh, she turns to an older tiefling man who has this very long beard, and he's missing an ear. He goes, yes, yes, this happened about three weeks ago. I was mining out at the end of the mine. At the blockage, I was, we were harvesting opals. 
The wave came again. The rage struck us. Just like Ibia, I wasn't, I didn't seem to be as affected for some reason, but the people around me, they started going crazy. So I just, I hid behind a rock, I covered my head, I just waited for it to pass. And when the screaming started fading, I heard the strangest noise, like wind moving through a wind chime. And when I poked my head out over the rock, I saw that, you're not gonna believe me, but I swear, and there's proof at the end of the tunnel, I saw a tunnel open up in the blockage, like magic, like wind passing through a wind chime. And the people who were struck worse by, worst by the rage, they suddenly turned all at once like there were ants moving together, and they ran through the tunnel. This was about three weeks ago. Of course, now we're, we're planning a strike. There's no way we're gonna mine under these conditions. Uh, we can't, I don't wanna kill, I don't wanna end up killing Ibia. <laughs> Old man, I'd probably end up killing you. That's true, I don't wanna die at the hands of a 13 year old, can you imagine? The Senate hasn't been helping at all. I mean, us miners, we're the least of anybody's concern, lower even than the slums. But uh, the main person who's been helping us organize this strike, Ravi, says Mama Fish. She, she disappeared right after the tunnel opened up. She, she wasn't there during the rage. We don't know where she was, really. We went to sleep one day, and then she just wasn't in her bunk bed when we woke up. So she didn't disappear with the rage? No, no, not that I saw. And this only happens in the mines, nowhere else. See, old man, that's the thing about it, dingus. It, it used to only happen real deep in the mines, you see. I don't know, the scope of it seems to be moving out. Yes, yes, we're, we're worried that soon the rage will affect everyone if we don't figure out what's causing it or how to stop it. But we're just, we're just a bunch of miners. We don't, all we do is sift through rock and pebble. We don't know what's going on. You're smarter than you think, Mama Fish. Don't sell yourself short. Thank you. Everything okay. I learned, I learned from you and Robbie. So... Yes, well, forget I, that. I do appreciate those words. Oh, and she sort of tweaks your cheek. She sort of slaps and tweaks your cheek uh, a little. Uh, uh, she says, there is one thing we did notice about the people who were taken by the rage. Yeah, the strong ones went first. You know how sometimes there's like monsters, beasts, creatures in the mines? Rust monsters? You know, I, I, I'm a kid. I, I, can, I can bash their heads in with my shovel, but, you know... Galini, it's it's Lahida, it's Ojal. Those are the strong ones. They were taken first. They seem to be affected more by the rage than I was. Mm. Oh, I'm just worried that the rage took Ravi and somehow we didn't notice, says Mama Fish, because you know, Oka, Ravi is the strongest of us all. And if she's down there somewhere, I don't know, I worry. Don't don't worry, Mama Fish. Ravi's not down there. Well, Ravi is probably fixing it right now. I, I hope Oka so. Lies unconvincingly. <laughs> a mama fish sort of looks at you and says, "Well, thank you for trying to reassure us." Oh, but it, but it's getting late. I should probably set you up with a bunk bed. Do the rest of you have any questions? That's pretty much all we know. You mentioned a hole opened up. Yes, yes, it was very odd," says the old tiefling man. Closed afterward, then? No, it's still there. I mean, that's part of why we're trying to plan this strike. 
They want us to go deeper. They said, well, this is a great opportunity to go past the blockade and mine even more, make 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 Dabathati Talmud even richer. But there, there's no way we're going to go down there. I've seen my friends bashing each other's brains in with rocks. I'm not going to... I'm not going to risk that. Yes, but there's only so much we can do. We're pretty disenfranchised here. The Senate's not going to listen to us until all of us strike. And, of course, a lot of the miners are scared of going on strike. We're scared of getting fired or replaced. We're so replaceable. Who's in charge of trying to make you go down there? Like, do you have the head of the mines that uh, is pressuring you? Is there a guild? Is there... Well, yeah, there's the head overseer... A man by the name of Moore. Uh, but he, you know, his hands are kind of tied too, honestly. He gets orders straight from the consuls, straight from the Senate. You know, if he if he agrees, you know, if he tries to help us, he's got to get fired too. They're just going to replace him with someone else who's going to ask the same demands. The woman in charge of, you know, anything civil here, I, I don't know how familiar the rest of you are with how Talmud works with Dabatati. Her name's Karishma Bataval. She's the head of uh, Suraksha. The District of Protection. She's in charge of everything economic, everything civil, all civil affairs. We were thinking of maybe doing a strike or some sort of protest outside the Senate House, maybe right by where her office is, but Ravi was the one planning everything, so we've kind of lost steam. Would it stand to reason? I mean, I, what I see is two solutions, going in and trying to fight whatever's here, or we perhaps talk to the consulate... <clears throat> and try to reason with them and try to come up with a good compromise that benefits both sides. Or both. Or both. I doubt the consul will even listen to a few outsiders. But we can try to get Ravi back for you. Yes, but again, Oka and the rest of you, we don't know what's past the blockade. We've never gone that deep. It could be filled with monsters. It could collapse at any moment. We have no idea. Unfortunately, Mama Fish, it seems like the entire world has opened up into something new, full of monsters. Yeah, I mean, when Ravi was helping us plan, I thought maybe maybe they listened to us, but now that she's gone, I mean, there's no fucking way the Senate's gonna listen to just a couple of miners. I mean, their hands are full with, with all the refugees, you know? All the increased monster attacks, all that shit, so. And this, like, human girl, like, sips her black coffee. You want to make yourself useful then? Oh. Prove to me that you are who you say you are. Yeah? What are you implying? Show us to the tunnel tomorrow then. You guys have a death wish. You're just going to go straight up into the tunnel? If you're too scared, I understand. <laughs> we'll find it ourselves. Damned! Be the person that caused Ebia a coward. You got it. Dingus. I'll, I'll, sh I'll show you right to the tunnel. I'm not following you though, because I'm not a coward, but I'm also not foolish. But sure, yeah, I'll lead you there. Yeah, I'll be waiting around. Just let me know and I'll lead you right to your deaths. Ebia, please. Look, I really I really don't think the four of you should go down there. You look strong, don't get me wrong. You look very capable. But I fear that the more capable you are, the more susceptible you might be to the rage. Rest assured, we have more than just the four of us thinking about this. When I turns to rest the party, let's talk to the doctor about this before we make any rash decisions. I agree we should check it out, but maybe not go too far. Cool. Uh, so the four of you are led by Mama Fish into your bunk. It's very small. All it has is just the four beds and that's it. She says, well, I I'll see you in the morning. And again, I really, 
I really don't think you should go down there. At least, not until you're ready. Or maybe you could help us plan the strike. I, I don't know. It's, it's up to you. Um, have a good night. We'll see you in the morning. We appreciate all that you've done for us. Absolutely. Uh, do, you, do you want fish or uh, rice balls? Fish. fish. Mama fish, you make the best. Oh my god, I've waited five fucking years to eat your fish again. <laughs> okay, great. Mama fish is fried fish, then. Uh, ha- have a good night. Sleep tight. Uh, Don't let the rust I'm monsters bite. Misty, is that where she gets her name? <laughs> uh, she just, I mean, orcas do eat fish. She turns and she closes the door behind you, and now the four of you are alone in this tiny, cramped bunk bed room. Oka's shoulders sag a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oof. Welcome. These are my friends. <clears throat> Very interesting friends you've got here. I'm surprised we are running right into cave. I thought we'd try to reason with people. Usually people seem like not ready to fight. I'm certainly not. Oh, come on, V. All we've been doing is running into caves. What could go wrong? I didn't even ask for money this time. <laughs> I'm really proud of you. It's you know it's, I noticed. It hurts me so much. <laughs> we could make a fortune off of this place. I uh, don't think I've distributed these yet. And she pulls out the bag of Nectus coins and puts it down on the ground. I'm not going to use them, but take as many as you'd like. How about you, okay. Dewey? Would you like your cut? I'll take a couple. How many do we have? Twenty. It's like like three. Oka, you said you wanted to give your cut to me. After the day you've had V, you can have my entire share of cursed fucking coins. <laughs> All right. Uh, v pulls in the bag and actually grabs five Nectus tokens and be like, here you go, Dewey. Here's a tip for all that you do. Uh, oh, thanks. And then, and then, I, and I, then I V takes it. 15 of them. Nobody else wants it. I, uh, I'm rich. I'm lich. <laughs> Consider this payment for another couple months of friendship. Okay. Oh. But you remind everyone what they do, real quick? Yes. Uh, so the Nectus tokens are a homebrew magical item. Basically, they have been described as, they're like little coins, and whenever you make a d20 roll, this can be a saving throw, a skill check, or, or attack roll, you can flip the coin simultaneously and declare a number. Basically, say a number between 1 and 20, and if the number that you end up rolling matches the number that you declared, then it's treated as a natural 20. If it doesn't, then nothing happens, and you just treat the roll as normal. Normal. I mean, it's pure luck. It's that's yep. what I love. It's sort of thematic with they're no, known as Nectus tokens because God and Nectus are the lovers, and they're known as the lover gods of risk and reward. Nectus is one half of it, and she's known as the goddess of reward. It is very unusual to worship just one, and is actually seen as sacrilegious. So, what do the four of you do? Oka's gonna take the scrying bowl out and just kind of put it on the floor. Uh, I think there's like a deep scar on their palm that they use to, you know, activate their blood magic all the time. They're only going to like take their sword out a little bit and just grab it with their hand. Great. As you as you grab the sword with your hand, uh, why don't you roll a 2d6? 2d6? To take necrotic damage. I uh, thought it was just 1d6. Sorry, then 1d6. It's whatever the yep. sheet says. Okay. I'll take five points of uh, necrotic damage, but I have resistance to necrotic damage. So it's only three points. I believe. Uh, your resistance doesn't work uh, when you're using it for the bowl. It's a special magic item. So you do feel like a searing pain that ricochet up your arm uh, as your blood dribbles out down the length of your sword. You squeeze your fist over the bowl. The color of the blood changes from red to clear. 
you all hear like a noise, kind of like a bell being rung or a hand tracing the rim of a water glass. And you see the surface of the scrying bowl tauten. Those of you who are attuned to the weave, you feel the strings of it pull tight against your skin. And then you see a familiar face appear inside the scrying bowl. It's Dr. Eluso. It seems like whatever way they have a scrying bowl, it's, it seems to be mounted on a wall. And you see the interior of their home, uh, but a part that you haven't seen before, it seems to be like an office space, crowded with a bunch of scrolls, lots of quills. You see sort of squeak in the background, hunched over a chest and digging through it. Her butt is to you. Dr. Aluso sort of is like leaning in, adjusting his glasses and says, oh, oh, there you are. I've been standing in front of here for hours, feeling a little, uh... Uh, anyway, are you in Dabathati? We are. Where are you? I see beds. The mines. Ah. Ah! Yes, how have your investigations been going? Have you uncovered anything new? Certainly more than I think we knew when we first got here. Does the word the rage mean anything to you? The rage? Like, how a barbarian might enter a rage? I, I'm not sure. Why? Why do you bring it up? We talked to some of the miners, and they're calling it the rage. They think that you can invite it by speaking. It comes in waves. People convulse, and then they start killing each other. Anyone, anything that moves. Telling them to kill in their head? Interesting. They seem to be scribbling, and they say, So, you think this is the cause of the riots? This rage? They started attacking the, the overseers, and then they started calling them riots. I see. But first, they attacked each other. Are these, Anything that moved. Were these attacks deadly all the time, or did they, did they just leave people injured? They were killing each other. That's awful. Is there anything else that you've discovered? Yes. Not everyone seems to be affected in the same way. Only the strongest seem to be affected the most or were affected first. People are disappearing. If they don't die, they seem to be disappearing deeper into the mines and specifically a new a new path has opened up in some of the old blockages that were previously impossible to get through. What do you mean a new path disappearing was opened up? Did they did these rage people drill a path? No. By magic. Magic. Fascinating. Uh, and Dr. Lucy scribbles in their journal and they say well, based on the information I have, my preliminary estimation of what's going on is likely there is some sort of force, entity, or organization deep within the god spine. I don't know. Recruiting? You know how uh, in the Kingdom of Too Long you have to take the test, the exam, to reach a civil office every year? Yes. Well, well not all tests are written. Perhaps... This rage is a way of weeding out the weak and compelling only the strong deeper within. Perhaps they need strong souls or something. This could be the work of these new shadow creatures. Remember the soul sacks. Perhaps they're trying to collect particularly powerful souls or... I don't know. But the fact that the strongest ones are taken feels significant to me. We encountered this once before... Could it have been connected to the Quetel we fought on our way to your place? It certainly could. Mm. I mean, I would have to see one of these rage-stricken people with my own eyes to be able to fully diagnose them. But based on the Quetel and the story that you told me, it, it seems extremely likely that they are connected in some way. But we weren't anywhere near the Godspine. 
Exactly. That does strike me as odd. The fact that the rage is happening both here in Nabathati and also elsewhere in the Badlands. It's possible the Kuwaitl originally came from the Godspine, was stricken, and decided to roam around, but that does seem unlikely. Are you going to explore the tunnel? No one has ever I been want down to. there. Well, no one has ever been down there, and if only the strongest miners are there, just by them, it's bound to be very dangerous. We're going to go check it out. We're not going to go very far in. We're going to make a plan for if any of us get overcome with the rage. We also have some other options. There seems to be a sort of half-baked plan of a strike uh, against the console. Strike for some better conditions for the miners and potentially get some governmental help I see. with what's going on. The four of us, I don't think, could take all of what's down there. That does seem like a prudent course of action. I do worry about getting the government involved. I fear they might try to leverage this situation for their own gain. In my opinion, the fewer agents that are involved, the better. But I will let you make all the decisions. It's This is simply my opinion. From my vantage point, you appear to have several different courses of action you could take right now. The first one, as Oka is eager to do, is simply go down into the into the tunnel yourselves, figure out what's going on, maybe try to rescue the, the miners who were taken. I'm sure the survivors are eager for their friends to be cured of this rage and returned, or what remains of their friends anyway. Another option that you have, of course, is to trawl Dabathati for more information, more perspectives. This chrysalis organization uh, that you mentioned earlier. They, they seem to be headquartered there. Perhaps they know something of this. And I'm not sure if the rest of you know, but the Aurochs Guild is a thieves guild, a criminals guild that's very powerful in Dabathati. They might also have some more insight into what's happening. And of course, you could also try to help the workers plan their strike. That would definitely benefit their quality of life if it were pulled off successfully. Or you could try to go to the Senate House on your own and persuade the consuls personally, but I'm not sure how you would get in without a writ. These appear to be the options you have from my vantage point. Oka turns to the rest of the group for a moment and goes, if we get Ravi back, they can lead the strike with the miners. Two birds, one stone. I agree. We aren't sure they disappeared past the blockages, though. They disappeared separate from the rage. true. Connie? Yes. Is there anywhere that Ravi would, like, take me to teach me that was, like, secret or secluded or somewhere else from the mines or somewhere that, like, they would go specifically that I might know about? I would like to think that as part of your blood hunter training, Ravi took you to the monster fighting rings. And as part of your initiation, she made you go into the rings and fight the monsters on your own. And you also know that the monster fighting rings are underground. They utilize the sewers that sort of run underneath all of Dabathati. And Ravi has mentioned that the sewers, some of them are connected to the mines. I'm just thinking here that perhaps, you know, Good Doctor mentions Chrysalis. We have seen that the Chrysalis clerics, their healers, seem to still have power, whereas others have lost it. So perhaps it could be good. I think perhaps they are looking for ways to publicize them in positive ways. Maybe we could uh, get some resources, some help, perhaps, in instead of going down just the four of us. I'm also mm-hmm. partial to going into the city as much as I despise the uh, dishonorable folk. The Thieves' Guild might be our best bet for finding someone. But it is getting late. We should get some sleep. 
Thank you, Doctor, for your insight. Uh, you're, you're, you're very welcome. Have a good night, the four of you, and, and let's, let's make plans to check in either tomorrow night or whenever is convenient for the four of you. But I will be standing in front of this mirror uh, every night for a few hours, uh, so if you, you know, I'll be available. It's, it's not a big deal. I, it's not like I have much else that I'm doing. I'm sort of here waiting for you to report in. Uh, Dr. Lusa looks a little lonely. Uh, okay, but yeah, the, the four of you should, should, should get some rest. Um, uh, Squeak, let's, uh, why don't you tell me more about that, that game you invented? And then the, uh, the starring bowl goes dark, and you notice the blood sink to the bottom as if the bull is drinking it. This is the freakiest possible mode of communication. <laughs> yeah. What, is this too archaic for your tastes, Dewey? We have to do this every you your, night? Your little mechanical... You want to make something better? Hmm? Hmm? That'd be Why don't you invent it? We're all tired. Just Let's just get some rest. So the four of you get some shut-eye that night. Now we rubber band back to the present with Mama Fish. The fish is really, really yummy. All of you get one temporary hit point from how delicious yeah. the fish is. It's really yummy. Listen, V, I wouldn't be opposed if you want to head to the chrysalis. There's no fucking way I'm stepping foot in there anyway. I would absolutely love that. And who knows, maybe I could get us some more friends. I'm very good at making friends, if you haven't noticed. Before we go back to the city, while we're here, we have, uh, I suppose, an obligation, Manaya looks at Oka, to go see what this opening in the mines is about. Speaking of which, where's that little the, the child we talked to. Hey, I'm ri- I'm literally right here, Dingus. Uh, and you turn and you, you see that- small to yeah, Dingus. Yeah, she was sort of like covered by the girth of Mama Fish's big orca fins. <laughs> She's chugging coffee as usual. I might be small, but I'm full of anger and I will whip your ass. I will. I I'll, I'll take, I'll take you mudding and I'll, I'll, I'll shove some mud up your butt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's hope you're not yeah. too angry, huh? Yeah, I'm Are not. Ra- is that what the raging looks like, everybody? hey. hey. Don't even, don't even joke about it. Speaking of which, and Manaya takes her axe and hands whoa, it to whoa, whoa. me. I've got all the power, little fingers. What are you, what are you doing? Stop! And, Put that down. And, and and Dewey, and she pulls, she goes into her cloak at her waist and pulls out a crossbow and hands it to you. I don't want to risk anything. Are you going into the mines? Huh. We're getting close enough to where I'm. Worried. You're pretty confident you're the strongest out of everyone here, huh? Well, you better take my pickaxe too, because I'm about to go buck wild. I take it from her. Hey! hey! Uh, make a strength contest. Listen, listen. listen. Strength against this 13 year old right? child. You may be the strongest here in terms of your ability to run and to climb and to mine well. And maybe I'm not the fastest, but I am the strongest. I don't want to hurt anyone. Yeah, I mean, you are basically as big as Udabathi. You're a huge, you're a chonker. So, I, you know, my my die is in your favor, big girl. This this dingus, though, and the girl points at Oka and at Dewey. I'm going to beat him up. Uh, Dewey, what'd you get? I got a 13. She, she rests it away from you. <laughs> she goes, hollow bones, motherfucker. Uh, and then she's going <laughs> to... <laughs> and then she's gonna, and she's gonna be like, okay, 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 her like, okay, fucking laughs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like that double pupil freak? Yeah, I got insults for days for all of you. You, it's the double pupils yeah, for me. You. She points at you, V. You, you, why are you so pale? Why are you so white? <laughs> why are you um, white? Uh, all right, all right, all right. You can't just ask people why they're white. That's just that's. <laughs> 
You're right. You're right. You're right. I, that's my bad. It's offensive. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I will say, I will, so V will uh, raise the axe, which isn't very easy for her to do. She has like negative two strength modifier. <laughs> She's like, I have, I'm so pale because the last person I had to use a weapon on didn't survive and I had to hide for a very, very long time. Okay, 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 lady. All right. Are you going to try to intimidate this child? I'll allow sure. it. Roll intimidation. Yeah, okay. We're going to see this. She's going to. 15. You don't scare me. Your pale, your pale skin is no match for my childlike fervor. And she's going to turn around and run, right. run toward the, and lead you, lead y'all towards the entrances of the mines. She's rolling really well. She got a 15 on that strength contest and an 18 to resist your intimidation. Wow. <laughs> so she's going to keep coffee. Well, it's just, my dice roll high. I'm telling y'all, my DM dice roll really high. Uh, so she, that, sh that is a threat and a warning. Be careful with me. Uh, she's gonna run, um, Cardi B. I'm kinda manic right now, I don't know if you can tell. Uh, so this girl, she she leads the four of you toward the entrance to the mines. But before you run away with us, Connie, I don't, yes. I don't think all of us are going to the mines and Oka also is going to take their, okay. uh, their Dow blade uh, and hand cool. it to Dewey. Cool. Am I stuck? Carrying everyone's weapons and following V? Are you coming with me, Dewey? Uh, I think I would be a liability uh, for whatever deception you're going to do over there. <laughs> so uh, you're, you're, you're going to go with them into the deep, dark hole. I mean, I'm That's... at no risk for being enraged. <laughs> yes, you're, you're much faster than you are strong. Yeah, but they, they specifically said strength. Let's just all just go check it out and then go from there, all right? Mm -hmm. That was my assumption as well. But Dewey, you're at the very back of the marching order, just carrying everyone's weapons. <laughs> I mean, Wait, Mama Fish. Yes. Mama Fish. Yes, Oka. I'm going to be here for a while. Uh, I mean, without Please don't move these. These weapons? You want me to take care of them? I, I have to go to work. Without Ravi, the strike's basically dead. I mean, we're we're planning on working. We're going to try to work just the shallow parts of the tunnels. We're, you know, I, we're not going to try to go any deeper than that. Why don't we Why don't we store the weapons in your in your bunk? How about that? I don't think anyone's going to steal them. But if you're scared, we can. I can try to find a lock for you. Is Is that amenable? I start marching towards the bunk. Dewey, loaded with everyone's weapons, uh, uh, you march over to the bunk, uh, you deposit the weapons inside, you close the door. Uh, Mama Fish procures a lock, and she locks the door, and she hands you the key, Dewey. Don't lose it, I only have one key. Well, good luck in there. Uh, Ibia, don't give them too much grief, okay? Uh, and the human girl goes, you're not my mom, my mom's dead. Uh, and she is going to run, <laughs> head for the mines, and lead the four of you so toward the mines. weapons list. I want to make make that clear, which is actually really smart for y'all. A really smart decision. So why don't Manaya and Oka, the two of you, also have a point of inspiration? My weapons course through my veins. Uh, Dewey, are you bringing your sword with you? No, I I have like a strap on my sheath and I like picked up the bedpost and like slid the strap so like it's not going anywhere. You cool. strapped your sword down. 
to the foot of the bed. Yeah. As, as you do, as I think you're, as you're alone in there, Dewey, and you're like putting everyone's weapons down, you know, Mama Fish is waiting at the door. You feel the sword kind of vibrate in your hands and you hear a muffled voice in your head go, where are you going? I Take me with you, father. Don't leave me here. I'm so bored. I put all the other weapons on top of it. I'm so, I'm so bored and lonely. I don't know what I'm going to do. If you let me go here, I'm going to go eat shit. <laughs> I'm going to go eat shit. What do you do, Dewey? Do you just leave the sword there and hope it works out? I can't take you down there with me. What if I go ape shit? I'm just a sword. I don't have a brain, technically. So, if, you know, I don't think... I don't know what you have. Me I don't know anymore. I don't know me. I'm so new to this. Father, take me with you, please. I want to help. I gotta go to work. I want to kill. Bye. I want to kill. <laughs> no, and I slam the door. Do we do? We? <laughs> you close it. You lock the door behind you, and the four of you are finally led to the entrance of the mines. This girl, Ibia, she leads the four of you. The entrance to the mines is like maybe 15 feet wide, maybe 15 feet tall. It's like a circle. And she leads you through it and instantly it becomes darker as soon as you set foot into the tunnel. But you do notice that there are torches sort of set along like, you know, every like couple of feet to light your way. Because no one here has dark vision naturally. And you see like mine carts filled with like ore, you know, and like gems as well. And you see like a few miners like pushing them out and they sort of go like, hey, Ibia, what's up? As she passes by and Ibia always says, dingus, dingus, uh, as each of them passes. (laughs) She leads you deeper and deeper into the mines. None of the miners really pay you any mine. But some of, them, some of them do pause and like glance at you. They Their expressions range between suspicion, hope, and wariness, and fear. But the fact that you're accompanied by Ibia makes them not, you know, is probably the reason why they, they don't say anything to your faces. Ibia leads the four of you through, down like a series of twisting tunnels. And as you go deeper and deeper into the mines, you get the sense that you're moving farther and farther away from where most of the mining is taking place. Soon the clattering of steel against rock, you know, and the sound of shovels sifting through sand and men and women and people talking to each other uh, recedes to the back, and even the torches begin to get uh, lit at longer and longer intervals. And the smell here becomes damper and damper, and you notice as the torches become fewer and fewer in between, you see something glittering along the walls, and you notice that it's gems, unmined gems, unharvested, uh, just sticking out, glittering. You see rubies, you see diamonds and opals. It seems like every foot, there's like a cluster of gems everywhere. There's a wealth of money down here. No wonder the Senate is so intent on mining the hell out of Ujval, because there is several kingdoms. If this is just a tiny little tunnel, you think of all the other huge tunnels, all the other, you know, tunnels that pockmark the side of this, you know, cliff face. If this is just one tunnel, this is enough money for a kingdom even, you know, to survive. It's it's riches in here. And just as this thought is crossing your mind, you reach the blockade. It is a tall, it's sort of like a wall made of like dark brown rock, but jutting out of it are these like huge crystals. Some of them have been chipped away at, you know, and you see some carts littered around that have like chunks of crystal in it. And you notice something very odd, a perfectly circular tunnel uh, is drilled into the center of this blockade. 
and leads straight down. Sort of like it's perfectly smooth. Like this was definitely not just like drilled, you know, or like done by hand by miners. This this looks, it looks magical. It looks like someone just punched a hole right through it and it goes deep, deep, deep inside. And obviously there are no torches to light the way. It just sort of glitters with um, the smooth sides of chipped away crystal and rock. This tunnel just goes straight in. Uh, and Ibia stops and you notice that there's like dried blood on the floor. And you see some like broken pickaxes and shovels and some overturned carts. She says, well, this is it. I think as Oka has been walking, they've just kind of been like, you know, like when you walk down a hallway and you touch the side of the wall. Oka's definitely been doing that, you know, and taking their time to look around and being like, okay, that like reorienting them themselves from four or five years prior. Was there anyone that they saw that they recognized or like... Are they, uh, in a, are they in a place that would be familiar? This is not a very familiar tunnel to you. Mm-hmm. And you do notice that like okay. new, tu- definitely a lot more new tunnels. There's probably twice as many tunnels that have been opened up and drilled. This is one of them. Can I investigate how easy it might be to take off some of these rubies and diamonds in the wall? Yes, you can. Are you just trying to pry them? <laughs> are you just yeah. prying? <laughs> okay. Yeah, just seeing if any come out with my hand. Okay, roll investigation. 18. Okay, which gem calls to you? There is a big glittering ruby, red, glimmering like the depths of a flame. There's a sapphire uh, that seems to sparkle uh, with all the treasures of the ocean. And there's an emerald that glimmers deep like a wooded forest. You gotta go with that emerald. You go right toward the emerald and try to pry at it. With your 18, you can tell that without tools, you wouldn't be able to pry this out. Or unless you were really, 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 really strong. You would need like a pickaxe or like some sort of chisel to get it out or magic or like just a huge, a really strong, you would need like Manaya or someone even stronger to like just rip it out. I will contemplate this emerald while everyone else for a second. Everyone else can do stuff. Cool. So Manaya, Dewey. If I see V even move towards these like pickaxes and shovels on the ground. I am I'm very wary. Yes, yes. You're on edge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, why did Dewey, why don't you make a perception check for me as you're looking around, worried about the rage? What about you, Manaya? Manaya is walking very carefully. Not slowly, but carefully. She's gonna slowly get closer and close, like sidle towards the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And then get a closer look at how smooth it is. It's real smooth, Manaya. I'm not even gonna make you roll for it. It's straight up like someone took a hole puncher and punched a hole. It's hmm. almost eerie. Definitely uh, magical. Are there enough torches around where I could take one and yes. we could still see? Yes. you I'm can do- take one mm-hmm. and hold it into the tunnel, see how far it goes. Uh, you hold the torch out and you sort of see the tunnel seems to extend for a while and the light is eventually swallowed by darkness. But you do notice 20 feet in at the edges of the dim light, you see like something's glittering along the edges of the wall. That seems to be more than just crystal. Manai's going to keep one foot out of the hole, okay. but then like reach farther in with the torch. As you, as you, Oga's going to hold on to Manaya okay. and like counterbalance that. Actually, sounds good. Uh, then I will give you advantage on your perception check, Manaya. <laughs> Dewey, what did you get for yours? Fourteen. Fourteen. You're just sort of standing there anxiously. You can hear on the very edges of your feathered ear holes. Uh, you can hear like sounds of like other miners. Here, it's just really quiet. You notice that Ibia looks nervous. She's like, she's sort of like flattened herself against the wall and is like slowly inching like down the tunnel to like get away from the four of you. What did you get, Manaya? 
17. Yeah, okay, with Oka sort of counterbalancing you, you sort of notice on the very, you, you stretch and you stretch your body, and because you're so big, uh, let's say you're able to like get that wingspan in, and you see yeah. that even more gems. The deeper this tunnel goes, the more gems there are and the less rock. Minaya pulls back. Well? Gems. It seems that the cave is almost made of them as you get farther in. Oh. No wonder the console wants people to go in there. Oka's going to check the blood on the ground. Going to do the classic blood hunter of touching the dried blood on the ground and lifting it to their nose. You know, and like just looking to at like, something maybe, happened here. Yeah, yeah. Classic. Can I maybe make a hunter's bane check to see see if I know anything about like perfectly circular tunnels, like bulettes, different types of monsters. Have I seen this anywhere before? Or have I heard about it at all? Yeah, totally. Why don't you make a... Actually, roll religion for me. Um, and I was going to turn to Ibia and say, is this the only one? She looks at you and says, what do you mean, like the only tunnel? Yes. Yeah, I mean, the only one that I know of, at least. 17 on my religion roll. As you're thinking about what monster could do this, you're like filtering through, you're like, Bulette? No, Bulette's tunnels are, they still have, this is too th- smooth for a Bulette. You're like, oh, what could it be? Could it be a rust monster? No, again, it's, it's way too smooth. You're just like, none, no creature, no creature, mm-hmm. no beast of Endake could have made this. It has to be magical in origin. And as you're thinking about magic, you know, and magical powers, your thoughts turn toward the gods. And for some reason, your thoughts turn toward Yudabathi the god of mountains and war. And you do recall, you recall perhaps a history lesson from your youth and how Yudabathi had the power to move and shape mountains at will. I've got two questions. Yes. Yes. One, I have the spell knock, which states that it can, I can choose an object that I can see within range. It says it could be a door, a chest, a set of manacles or padlock or another object that contains a mundane means that prevents access and then it says in the next paragraph a target that is held shut by a mundane lock or that is stuck or barred becomes unlocked unstuck or unbarred you're trying to use knock to pilfer gems from this mine (laughs) yep i i wanted to know if if you would allow that what do you think chat should i allow it uh Uh, you know what? It's pretty smart. It is pretty smart. Uh, you know what? I will not only allow it, I will give you inspiration. I'll allow it. You know what? My second question is, how loud are the mines right now? Yeah, people are working, like, in the back, but you know that this is kind of a secluded part of the mines. Knock produces a loud knock that can be heard for 300 feet, (laughs) so... Yeah, you're at least 300 feet away from the nearest person. But because yeah, because it's tunnels, you're not sure how echo echoing could work. Sure. Okay. Um, well, then fuck it. I'm gonna cast knock. Okay. For this emerald, <laughs> tell me, describe yeah. to me what it looks like. Let's see. I'm gonna put my little palm with the gem over over this. It's just gonna be like a like green sound waves like hitting it real fast, <laughs> and then like it absorbs into the rock, and you just hear crack. And then it just pops out. <laughs> yeah, uh, it pops out. It, the emerald just, boop, it pops out uh, and it falls into your palm and the crack ricochets like all the way down the hallway. You can feel it like ricocheting, ricocheting down the tunnel. Uh, and Ibia like flinches and she covers her ears. She goes, oh my God, what was that? What was that? Everything is fine. Oh my God, oh my God. 
it's it, it's my down payment for clearing these tunnels, which I know we're, we're probably going to do someday, so I'm taking this as payment. What? what how'd you do that? I didn't see you pick up an axe. <laughs> Remember, child, my I don't need weapons to be dangerous to you. You're a wizard? <laughs> Wizards. <laughs> we just cracked up laughing. <laughs> well... It makes sense that magic users would be really useful in the mines, but none of them want to work here. I mean, if you can do magic, you're you're probably all rich, sitting on your throne of books using three-ply toilet paper. I hate you. I hate you. I do, that I do not care for you if I have your love. I have this beautiful emerald to keep me friends. Yeah, I bet it fills that empty hole in your heart. Hey, Evia. Uh... If you're if you're scared, you could go back. Thanks for showing us. The... Okay, thanks. Bye, Featherbrain. Uh, and Ebia turns and runs. She's gonna run away. <laughs> she does not want to be here. Uh, she gets out of there. She's gone. Is there is there like anything else that we can really see? Oh 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 oh! Sorry, I had an idea. Go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna find a rock. Okay. It's like a normal rock that's on the ground, like palm sized. I'm going to cast light on it. Okay. Uh, oh, that's smart. And then I'm going to chuck it into, I'm going to chuck it as far as I can. Oh my God. Y'all are being so smart this session. I'm going to give you another point of inspiration for that. Uh, so you light up this Eight. rock uh, and you throw it into the tunnel. Why don't you make an athletics check to see how far you toss it? Eight. Eight. Okay, with an eight, you shot put the rock kind of into the tunnel, uh, and you hear it clatter, 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 and it, it goes barely beyond where Manaya shown the light. And you see, yeah, the deeper you go into this tunnel, even like 20, 30 foot, feet deep into it, the walls begin to be comprised less of rock and more of just pure crystal, just pure uncut gems. Uh, Manaya finds another similar rock. Oka, may I try? <laughs> Yeah. Manaya was like, that's <laughs> pathetic. Oka, do you cast no. light? <laughs> do you cast light on Manaya's yeah. rock? <laughs> yes. Okay. What they do is they like gesture with their hand to take it away and mm-hmm. they like touch their chest and then bring it back out. Cool. Yeah, you bring you bring out well. yeah. You you touch it to your chest and when you bring it out the rock is glowing. Manaya, make an athletics check for me, please. All right. All right. When on the high seas one must, of course, use cannons and the like to defend one's ship. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. But when the cannon, when the cannons are out of commission and you still need to set a ship on fire, how do you think it gets there? It's Manaya. Oh, he throws it. <laughs> Manaya throws cannon. Manaya throws cannonballs. Cannon I love it. Get it? It's cannon now. It's oh. Get the, oh, get the fuck out, Erica. Get the fuck out of here, Erica. I swear to God. Well, you're fucking um, nice. Come on, give that roll inspiration. Give it advantage. Give it advantage. Okay, you know what? Fine. I'll, I'll, I'll give you advantage on this roll. Okay. How many advantages did you use? Oh, okay. <laughs> I would you get? like to see it. Non-natural 20. Oh my god. Okay, uh, so Manaya, you, you, you shot put it. It, it. it not only blasts past Oka's rock, but it knocks it out of the way, like in bowling. Uh, and it, skip, boop, 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 it like skips. And you bowling. see this like little ball of, I don't know, isn't that what happens in bowling? It's like knocking a pin out of the way? Or pool, pool, more like pool. 
It skips along the floor of this tunnel. And as you see this bouncing ball of light going farther and you know deeper inside, you see, yeah, as it's ricocheting off the walls, you see just pure gems glittering, glittering, glittering. And it stops maybe a hundred feet deep. So there it's just you, a little bit of light and a long stretch of darkness, and then this little ball of light at the end of it. And what do we see? It just seems to be the tunnel extending. It goes okay, for at no... least 100 feet. Yeah. Okay. Good work. <laughs> yep. Well, no news is good news. There's nothing in there. We should go now. Yes, looks like we'll have v, to... V, you really don't want to go into the crystal cave? And Oka gestures at the emerald. Actually, why don't all of you roll perception as you're peering into this tunnel? <laughs> My favorite sentence ever from a GM. From the GM, yeah, why don't, uh, why don't you actually roll perception? <laughs> oh, Loa, you didn't notice anything. <laughs> oh, motherfucker, I haven't rolled anything higher than a 10. Would you like to use your inspiration, Oka, or do you want to hold on to it? No. Okay, what do the rest of you get? Seven. 14. 14? Four. Four. Okay. Uh, Oka, Dewey, and V, the four of you, the three of you don't really notice anything extra. But Manai, let's say it's because you're the one who threw it. You're looking down the tunnel. You see something on the very fringes. It's hard to tell because it's 100 feet deep, right? But you see something sort of on the fringes of the light of this glowing stone. And right before light fades away from it, the light spell like disappears from it, you, you, you think you can make out a chamber or like a hall of some sort, like a bigger, it, it seems to open up into something much bigger, much more vast. And then the light snuffs out. Manad like frantically taps Oka, there's something there, there's something there. One Wait, more, one more, I can do power. it, I can make it. You're just gonna keep throwing rocks down there? Uh, okay, okay, one more. Wait, there's what, something what, there, what, I can what, make what, it, what? I can make it. One more, give me what? one more. What? Okay, 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 okay. Dewey and V are just watching like. She's gonna like back up and then like get a running start and just like, pelt this thing as hard as she can. Okay, yeah, why don't you, I like the description, just roll, roll it. That's a nat one, I'm using inspiration. Cool. <laughs> what did you get, yeah, uh, Manaya? 24. Okay, yeah. The, the stone fine. lights up, you chuck it, and it goes even farther than the first stone. You see it briefly <laughs> when, it's, when it skitters along the floor of this tunnel, and then, yeah, watch, there's, watch, there's a watch. huge chamber at the end of this 100, maybe 120 foot long tunnel uh, that this this rock skitters to a stop in front of. And you sort of see like, you could barely see because it's like 120 feet away from you, like flagstone on the floor, maybe ground. What's flagstone? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it is a flat stone slab, typically rectangular or square used for paving. Think like cobblestones. That, that, do you see that? Am I still, like, hitting Oka on the shoulder? I was like, what, the rock? Stop hitting me! What are you talking about? There's a cavern down there. The thing about flagstone is that it's almost exclusively man-made. Like, you don't just have a cavern with flagstone. Someone put it there. It's like okay. an architectural style. This, I go and look at the hole. All of y'all, like, peering into the tunnel. Stone there. It looks like somebody put it there. I figure I've had a minute to concentrate on, like, the area around me, close my eyes, and, like, concentrate on the sounds I'm hearing, and I am going to sense the presence of monstrosities within five miles. Yeah, monstrosities? Yeah. Holy <laughs> like, um, shit, it's so Is that, like, a ranger shoulder? thing? No, yeah. I have to do constructs. Constructs? Constructs? Yes, you do. Everyone's face falls. It's less than a mile, 
from where you're standing and it's directly in front of you. You can sense three constructs sort of standing in like a triangle formation. Maybe- Are they in that room? You don't know, but it they are at least a quarter of a mile, like farther down this tunnel. I slap a wing over the other edge of the, wait, it's 15. I like block off the tunnel from everyone else. I'm like, wait. Cool. Uh, as you're sensing these three, these are the ones that are closest to you and sort of on the fringes of your perception, on the fringes of the five, five miles, you sense like deeper in the god spine. Yeah, there's like a f- several constructs littered throughout the mine system, but this is the one closest to you. Do I see my sword? <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah, you do. I, that makes sense. Yes, you sense your sword because it's also a construct. Uh, it's where you left it. Good to know. What? There's something Dewey, there's come stuff on. You, you have to be brave. Of course there's stuff there's down there. There's rocks constructs. Come on. Constructs. constructs. Those, aren't, those aren't like... That's what? not some monster shit. That's that's some high-level stuff. I don't... Uh... Like URL constructs? Those things that some rich people have? I mean... Look, let's just get away from here. We're gonna meet the Chrysalis and Oka, you and I are going to the Thieves Guild, right? Can I remember anything for, since I lived and worked in the mines about there being constructs in the mountains? Yeah, Ravi would have told you, you've never like encountered any on your own, but Ravi, why don't you roll a uh, history to see how much you can recall Ravi telling you? But let's say you're trying to recall this as the four of you are walking like on your way out of the mines. And because you're no longer accompanied by a miner, the other miners sort of like look at you with like narrowed eyes, gripping their pickaxes. They seem very wary of outsiders and very suspicious of you. They also look a little scared as you're walking. What did you get, Oka? 11. Ravi has told you tales about the history of not just the Ujval mines, but also of Dabathati itself. You remember her telling you that the Ujval mines and in, and indeed actually all of Dabathati were once the grand entrance to a long forgotten tomb of giant lords. And that's why there are tunnels down here that predate when the Senate has tried to drill and explore and uh, map mines. They've like run into ancient tunnels. And some of these tunnels lead to chambers with like constructs in them. Uh, but this is mostly just like like urban urban myths. No one's actually, you know, people are like, I saw this, but it, it can't really be proven. Kind of like the vault of Ben Wall. Kind of like the vault of, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Oka kind of is mumbling as we're walking along. Well, it's obviously a magical tunnel. And, you know, when Yudabathi first formed the God Spine, they say that this part of the mountain was first the entrance to tombs of the great giant lords and that many of these tunnels can predate the city and have constructs in them although i've never actually believed that necessarily and they are just kind of like thumbing they're like thumbing over their scar you know you said the giants the giant lords this is you know the god spine is their tomb essentially and they used to say that Dabathati was the entrance to their tomb. Although, of course, they've never been found. Well, we've had a run-in with... And Manai lowers her voice. Something about dragons wouldn't put it past this situation to say the giants might be back. Ugh. Nothing's back. They're not back. This is ridiculous. 
How ironic that I, when I, we all met, I was looking for the vault of Ben Wall, which was a vault from the giants. You all would recognize the name Banwa. It is the name of, it's sort of like how everyone in our world would recognize like Troy as a name. It's sort of like an ancient uh, giant empire that sort of like predates uh, people as we know them today. The empire of Banwa. And the vault of Banwa, I don't know if the rest of you would know what that is. Why don't the, if you want to, the rest of you can roll history. 15 for me. Okay, Oka, uh, Dewey? 20. 20, yeah, both of you would know that the Vault of Banua is rumored to contain all of the riches of the Banua Empire. That's sort of on the eve of their destruction at the end of the Thousand Year War with the dragons. That's sort of what drove both of these species, these great peoples, to extinction. The giant lords gathered all of their treasures and dumped them into this huge vault that's rumored to be somewhere in the Godspine. It's rumored to have so much money you can buy the world with it. Of course you were looking for the Vault of Benoit. It's ridiculous. It's You're so like, predictable, V. I... Good grief. Hey, you know, a strong, powerful woman sometimes needs to build an empire. Maybe we should get you a new shirt before you get an empire, huh? How about it? I've, yes, I could stand to get some new clothes. This is correct. Yeah, the Vault of Benoit is like basically the equivalent of like the Holy Grail. It's like seen as like a, just a myth. It doesn't actually exist. So the fact that V is chasing it is a little odd. <laughs> uh, I had very good yes, source. you had a good source, yeah. But it does make people look at you kind of sideways. <laughs> it's like someone being like, I know the Holy Grail's out there and I'm going to find it, <laughs> you know? Cool. So the four of you make your way outside of the mines where you see Mama Fish has like a pickaxe on, has a helmet that doesn't quite fit her huge orca head. Um, and she's like pushing a cart. Um, she goes, oh, oh, how, how are the four of you? Did you, did you go in? No. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad you didn't. It's dangerous down there. It, it is. And make sure no one goes down there. Certainly. Doubly. Yes. I mean, no one wants to, but we're, we're doing our best to appeal to our overseers and, of course, to the Senate. I don't know how much longer we can just keep mining the outsides. They, Their eyes are green, if you know what I mean. They want to know what's down there. They want to mine the riches of Ujval. I can relate. She has green eyes. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I guess I, I didn't notice that earlier. You have very beautiful eyes, V. Oh, well, thank you. Well, it's off to work for me. Remember, you still have the key. Ah. Uh, Dewey, I heard some thumping noises coming from the shack earlier while the four of you were down there. I don't know. Did maybe you have a pet or something that you left in there? I didn't want to check, and I also I didn't have the key. And I, I'm late to work, so I have to go. But dinner, dinner's usually served at around seven. We'll see you then. I'm just gonna give her a like pat on the helmet. Mama Fish sweeps you up into a big bone crushing hug, Oka. Oh, and she smells very fishy. Mama Fish, oh. you did this yesterday. Oh, I Stop missed it. you. I missed you, my sweet little darling. Oh. oh, you're you're basically you basically haven't changed at all. Uh, and Mama Fish turns and she oh. she waddles with her uh, cart into the into the mines. I am literally four years older. <laughs> What do y'all do? Let's go well, get our we need stuff. To retrieve our weapons, yeah. Yes, the four of you approach uh, where you left your weapons, and yeah, you hear some thumping coming from in there. <laughs> you hear some thumping, some clattering. Oh, do we? Uh, You're the only one with a moving weapon. Uh huh. I unlock the door and hold my quarter staff at the ready because I didn't leave that in there. 
Okay, are all of you at the entrance? Yeah, I'm gonna have a glove with mm-hmm. my diamond up ready to shoot some scorching rays in the room. Okay, all of you make a deck save for me. Oh my god. <laughs> Love it. 17. 14. Okay. 18. Okay. 13. Dewey, you feel a little bit of a searing pain along your side. Ooh, and he takes six points of slashing damage. The rest of you sort of duck and manage to avoid it as your sword, which has come loose somehow from its sheath, just sort of whirl, is like whirling everywhere. And as soon as it sees you, you hear the voice in your head, loud as thunder, go, Ah, father, I missed you! And the sword flies toward you, but in its eagerness, it, it sort of rakes you along the side. Ah, ah, father! Uh, and it, fl- it flies out, it flies out of, of the shack and it's just sort of whirling in the air. Stop! What, what do you what do you mean Dude, stop? What the hell is going on? I'm free! And you can see it like cartwheeling like through the air. Stop. <laughs> None of you hear any noise. You just sort of see this uh, sword come out and start whirling around. None of you hear the voice. Dude, what the hell? Did you break it? Stop get- I broke it here! Okay, I'm coming, I'm coming, father! Uh, and the sword flies back down and it sort of like levitates in front of you. And you see like the gem that's kind of cracked in its po- like pommel on the hilt is like, sort of glittering. Looks almost eager or excited. I grab it. Okay, you grab it by the hilt. He goes, oh, oh, are we killing baddies? Are we gonna, are we gonna slay some monsters? Yes, just be patient. Okay, okay, okay. And the- Wait, what? just <laughs> talking to my sword. You're talking to your sword? Yeah, you know, it's it's no big deal. Uh, I go in and put it in the sheath. As you walk into the shack, you notice that it is completely destroyed. The bunks are like on the floor. There's like feathers everywhere from the pillows. All of your weapons are like intact and fine, but they're like sort of scattered. My mood. Dewey, this is why I don't carry I'm, weapons. Uh, I'm working on it. I'm sorry, father. I was really, really bored. I was really bored in there. I don't like being away from you. I don't, I don't know what's going on. And I put it in the sheath. Oh, oh, oh. And it's, its voice is muffled again as you strap it uh, to your to your waist. We can feel it like vibrating. It seems to have a lot of energy that it's not getting, that's not getting worked out. So I really do have a dog now. Well, yeah, or uh, like a child or dog. something. Yeah, okay. You yeah. have to walk. Uh, yeah, but basically you have to walk your dog. <laughs> By killing things. Yeah, it seems <laughs> like it. Love that. Did we? Uh, we? Did we? Did I? Did I break it when we were practicing yesterday? No, I think it was the three hundred pound desk that landed on it. My uh, bad. I'm working on it. Ah. Don't worry. Mm, I mean, I I'm worried, but like you, mm, it's fine. Here, I start handing people their weapons. Uh huh. It reties their sword at their side. Uh huh. Your sword, your sword's fine. If it was, if it were sentient, it would be sh- quaking, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Transplaner. Please consider giving us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps so much with getting new listeners to find us. Music is by Connie Chong, CIS, and Fezlian Studios, used with permission. Audio mixing is done by Mike Graham. Give Mike a follow on Twitter at OMikeGram. That's O-H-Mike, M-I-K-E, Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M.
New podcast episodes drop every other Tuesday. If you can't wait that long, tune into our live stream Saturdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Central Time on Twitch at TransplanarRPG. Also, toss us a follow on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at TransplanarRPG. We also have a Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res art, and much, much more. And finally, a very special thank you to our Patreon Paragons. Abigail Rytel, Azra, Brooke Bright, Charles, Cora Eckert, Lex Slater, Moonflower T, Purple Mouse, and Risa.